Thank you for tuning in today, and I am Michael Greywolf. I'm an artist, traveler, all-around geek, witch, and brother initiate of the Unnamed Path. And I'm Matthew Sidney, a writer, public speaker, musician, seeker, and brother initiate of the Unnamed Path. And you're listening to Walking the Unnamed Path. On this podcast, we discuss the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors and laid out by our late founder, Hyperion. We also touch on topics and ideas pertaining to queer pagan men in general. Uh, We're glad you've decided to join us today, and we hope you'll be part of the show, uh, either by calling in at 347-308-8222. You can hang out in the chat room. I'm not going to... (laughs) open it because last time I did that it almost crashed my computer <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll, I see if be... I, I'll, I'll see if I can get in and, and get it working okay well Matthew's going to get Matthew's going to see if he can get that working but you know other than the chat room you can also drop us an email at walking path at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at walking underscore the up or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash walking the unnamed path. You can also shoot us a message via Facebook. I have that on my phone. So shoot us a message via Facebook and I will, you know, see if we can answer any questions you have. But um, Matthew, how are you? It's been two weeks. <laughs> have you been? Yeah. Yeah, it has been. Uh, I've been good. It is. Uh, very hot and very stormy in South Florida this time of year. Um, the good news is that the rain is making everything grow, and that makes me very happy. Uh, the not-so-good news mm-hmm. is that there's also a lot of mosquitoes. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not spending quite as much time outdoors as I usually do. However, uh, I've been doing a lot of writing, and a lot of the writing I've been doing does actually pertain to uh, the unnamed path. So there's a lot of interesting stuff coming through. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how it goes and uh, what everybody thinks. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. What have you been up to? Gosh, not a whole lot. A, a lot of work. Um, it's kind of the peak time of year for uh, my for my um, muggle job. Uh, I work for Target, so we're getting ready for back to school, which oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Especially since I live in a college town, so uh-huh. we get in a crap ton of stuff for the incoming students. But other than that, been working on a few things. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I said it last time, uh, but my chapter that I submitted for the uh, queer spirituality and queer spirituality anthology that yeah. Lee Harrington was doing, uh, I had I did. I submitted it a few weeks ago for, you know, I made some revisions and whatnot, sent it off to him and he liked it and he was going to get someone else to put some other eyes on it. And I haven't heard back since. So I'm guessing that's good. <laughs> and that's cool. uh, so excited about that. Cause he 
just posted on his well posted like a week or so ago that you know he was sending off like stuff to get looked at and he's very excited it's going to be coming out soon he's going to let people know it's available to purchase online so i'm very excited about that also been getting some work done on my my move coming up in october uh you know try trying to figure out how exactly i'm going to get all my stuff back to dallas (laughs) but uh and also I have been talking with a friend of mine from Pagan Spirit Gathering who has he's been like telling me constantly that I really should go to this event that's coming up in September and it's an event that we're talking about today called Between the Worlds. <laughs> uh I actually some did all my paperwork and whatnot and sent it off to uh do registration and whatnot for Between the Worlds last week. And, well, was it last week or this week? Well, either. I sent it off recently. <laughs> and I've also printed my t- time off request at work. And I've been, you know, every day at work, I go in and I check. I'm like, okay, it's still pending. It's still pending. When's it going to get approved? <laughs> it's still pending. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Other you'll get it. You'll get it. It'll it'll be approved. It's gonna be. It's approved. Yes. And it you know it's after the it's after the you know blockout period. So I'm like, it should be approved. It, there's like nothing really going on during that time, other than you know me getting ready to move. But <laughs> so fingers crossed. Okay. Everything's gonna work out. I know it will. Yep. Good. <laughs> But, you know, like like I said earlier, our show today, we are going to be talking about Between the Worlds. Uh, and we're pleased to welcome Shane Henderson of the Green Fairy Grove that is the hosting group for Between the Worlds, which is a gathering for men, a spiritual gathering for men who love men. Uh, Shane is a healer with shamanic learnings and a Reiki master. Uh, Shane is the current president of the Green Fairy Grove and has been a member of the group since 2007. So let's go ahead and bring Shane on. Hello, Shane. Thank you for being on the show with us today. It is an honor and a privilege. Hi, Shane. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you. So, Shane, when and where is Between the Worlds happening? So, uh, this like every year, we have it in a lovely campground in central Ohio called Wisteria. Um, it is hmm. – this year, it's going to be from um, September the 11th through the 16th, and uh, it's always in the second week of September. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how Between the Worlds started? Well, uh, Between the Worlds was founded in 2002 um, by Green Fairy Grove. There was the, the group at the time noticed that there was a definite gap for gay pagan men in the area. There was no gathering that they could go be a part of and be free and be open with each other. 
And so it started, in, like I said, in 2002, and it started out small, and it's been growing ever since. And we're uh, happy to be celebrating our 16th year as a community. Wow, cool. Yep. Then, and what is your role in the gathering? What, uh, what hat do you wear? Um, I am one of the co-facilitators of the gathering uh, alongside um, one of uh, our dear friends. Uh, we call him Otter. I won't mention his name on the air just because I don't know if he'd be okay with that. But um, we basically are the group, the two people who keep everything kind of running smooth. We have uh, a, a wonderful group of coordinators who help us out, do keep that uh, keep that river running smooth. But um, our role is basically that of you know, if something needs to be done, we kind of isolate it, figure out how we can best get it fixed, and make sure that everything is uh, is kept happy and healthy for the gathering itself. And what is does, does I I understand every year has a theme. What's the theme for this year? This year, it's it's more so of a deity choice. Um, so every year we have a new deity. Uh, this year is Agni, um, the Hindu deity of fire and priest of the gods, uh, who acts as a, a go-between for the humanity and the divine, carrying our prayers up to the heavens. Um, this year, like it, the the deity, kind of influences things in multiple ways. Um, it, it can be something that is as obvious as the weather. Uh, certain deities who we've had in the past, like Anubis are desert deities, and that year was unbearably hot. Um, other years we've had, like this last year, was um, was Mani, the Norse god of the moon. And not much was known about him, so there was a lot of questions this year, or this past year, rather. And it was a mild year, but there was also a full moon right in the middle of the gathering. So everything works out in, in different ways. And the deity also influences the type of workshops that we get. Um, the community actually submits proposals for rituals and workshops and teaches each other. Uh, we all have different paths that we walk and different perspectives that we see the world in. And it's, it's a wonderful place to just learn someone else's point of view and understand how another person thinks. So the deity will influence um, everything from those large like weather patterns and uh, the energy of the gathering in and of itself all the way to uh, what kind of proposals that we receive uh, from the community itself. Very cool. Now, I, I did notice uh, on your website that Agni is the patron god, and I love that artwork, Agni, on the site. Who did that? That is from a wonderful friend of ours. Uh, his name is Carvin Reinhardt. Um, you can find him on Facebook. I do believe we also should have uh, a link to some of his uh, other – well, all of his other works. Every year he's done the deity artwork for us and donates it to Between the Worlds. Wow, I love I love it. I love his work, and I was looking at the ones from from the previous years too. Kate Bokwaho, Mani, really great artwork. Now, 
I, I couldn't help but do a little homework. I looked up Agni in Castle's Encyclopedia of Queer Myth, Symbol, and Spirit. And Agni is very interesting. He seems to have, uh, and I don't know how I can put this publicly, he seems to have a very intimate relationship with both Shiva and the god Soma. And some of our listeners might be interested to know that there is a legend that um, there was an occasion when Agni uh, had a, what could be argued as a very intimate encounter with Shiva, and that led to the birth of Kartikeya, also known as Murugan, who is regarded as the Hindu version of the peacock god. It was also Benefit. Yeah. So I was wondering, is anyone going to be presenting on queer aspects of this year's patron deity? Well, honestly, um, pretty much everything revolves around the queer aspect in some form or fashion. So the the there's no there's no main ritual at between the worlds anymore because we were getting so many wonderful suggestions for rituals that we we just had to stop calling it the main ritual because that kind of took away from all the other wonderful proposals we were getting so there are rituals that will be there that will honor the spirit of agni uh the duality that he brings the the wonderful energy that he brings um i know that uh, the one thing I can say is that to further that energy, uh, Green Fairy Grove has actually started working with him in our rituals and our uh, our daily lives just to try and familiarize ourselves with him and each deity uh, thereafter and before just to kind of honor him in our own way leading up to the event. So to to say will there be – uh, uh, like, will there be a main focus? Yes, on on Agni, of course, because he is our patron. Uh, but there won't be a, a main um, ritual per se. There will be just countless rituals that are offered. That are unfortunately there are some of them, of course, that we can't put into the programming because we have so many that come in and are all are wonderful. It's it, it's actually a difficult process every year to pick what goes into the guidebook and what does not make it. But we do get um, proposals um, that do center around the deity for the year. What are some of the activities that are scheduled for this year? Well, I don't want to give too much away because um, part of it is the mystery uh, of coming and seeing what gets picked out. I can tell you my, my plans um, for this year, like so that I don't spoil any of the surprise. My workshop is focused on uh, like ancestry when you've been kind of removed from your blood family. Um, so with Agni, his his role that how it's influenced me is as that, that go-between between the, the, the divine and through us. So one of the things that he helped me do is bridge the gap between certain other members of our community that have passed over um, – uh, Harvey Milk was a big example for me. Like there was this curiosity that came uh, during this this year, and I started doing research. So my specific workshop is centered around that idea of during the coming out process, 
a lot of us lose contact with those blood ancestors, those stories that you miss out on, you know, hearing about your great-grandfather and your great-great-grandmother and all that comes from that. But through working with those figures in history that have no problem being a brother, a sister, or, or a father figure for you, uh, you can still do ancestor work and still have a meaningful connection with the past. And about uh, how many people normally attend? Well, it, it does fluctuate from year to year. Um, we are normally a 100-plus gathering. Um, in the last few years, the lowest attendance that we've had has been about 90. So it's, it is a um, – on our of course, on our anniversary years, we do have higher attendance. Um, but it, this year – there's not a running tally until the end of registration, uh, which is August the 13th. So once that happens, that's when we announce um, how many people we have for the year, and we start our process of making sure that everybody gets a PDF copy of the guidebook once it's finalized and the schedule is out. Now, have 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 you been involved with um, Between the Worlds since the first time? Unfortunately not. Um, my first Between the Worlds was in 2005, so I did miss a few of the beginning. Um, the, my first Between the Worlds was, um, was a learning experience for me. Um, I had never been in that large of a group of pagans, let alone gay pagan men, and so it was kind of a culture shock. And you have your shields up, so to speak, in, in a group. Uh, in a group in a group setting, and there's certain parts of yourself that you don't want to share, but over the years, um, like I mean, 2007, I joined Green Fairy Grove, and that came out of my second year in 2006, them making me a coordinator, and through that, um, I I actually opened up those shields. And decided I wanted to be a part of Green Fairy Grove. I wanted to see um, Between the Worlds grow. I wanted to see it prosper. And I wanted to see it reach out and touch the hearts of those men who needed a place to go. Wonderful. What's, what's something about the spirit, spirituality of men who love men that you have learned from Between the Worlds? That it's that is, it, you never stop learning about it. I'll be honest, like there was a time when I had a very single view of, of how things worked. And over the years, through the different classes that I've taken at BTW, through the different people that I've met and became friends with, I've learned that the, the aspect of queer spirit takes so many forms. And that there, that every last one of them is, is valid in what they are. Uh, we have an opening ritual where we go through the different colors of the pride flag, and each one of those represents an aspect of the queer spirit. And mm-hmm. it's one of the most moving parts of Between the Worlds. It, it, it focuses everybody on the work that we're trying to do for that year. 
where would you say, you know, as an organizer, um, what sort of activities or topics seem to be the most popular? You know, what what does it seem that folks are, you know, thirsty for? Well, it it kind of depends on the perspective again. Um, so people who are new to the craft um, are going to find a lot of a lot of offerings and stuff like that in in our uh, programming that are geared towards people who are just trying this for the first time. Um, shamanic journeying, uh, basic ritual work, um, uh, ritual tools, her, uh, herbalism. Everything is offered for the new person as well as those who are uh, who have been practicing for much longer. Um, but the I think our most popular thing that we haven't missed. In a year, honestly, um, we have a ritual hook to Hakate, and while she is is not male, she is kind of our mother. She is she has adopted us, and she watches over us, and she protects us. And we do have the Hakate ritual every year, um, and it every year it is profound for the people who do attend. So that is something that a lot of people, when they go, I recommend going to, to anything that your heart draws you to, but, but do make sure you go to the to the rituals. You will love them. Awesome. What what would you say has been your biggest challenge um, you faced with um, putting on Between the Worlds or just Between the Worlds in general? Um, well, in all honesty, it's a labor of love, so I can't really say it's a challenge. I mean, the worst mm. that we have to deal with is if it rains. Um, the wisteria <laughs> is a reclaimed strip mine. As such, it doesn't have mm-hmm. a lot of topsoil, so it's it's a lot of clay. So if it rains a lot, you need to be easy on the walking. You need to make sure you stay on the roads. Um, as there is a, a path that leads through the middle of camp that does have gravel on it, uh, be careful going up and down the paths um, that are on site that go to the shower house uh, that is up uh, on top of a hill as it can get a little slippery. But um, kind of making sure that that aspect, that's been about the most challenging thing, honestly, is, is, you know, you can't control the weather. Um, Or you can, I mean, but, you know, if if, if (laughs) you don't have that ability, then uh, we we have to work with what we got and make sure that everybody stays safe. Oh yes, I I know all about uh, weather and outdoor gatherings. Uh, <laughs> I go to Pagan Spirit Gathering, and we've had our fair share of uh, bad weather, you know, a, fl- <laughs> a flood and horrible heat. So <laughs> yeah, and I know all about that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's a part of nature. Um, what is uh, tell us about this year's keynote speaker, Kirk Thomas? So Kirk Thomas has been a longtime attendee of Between the Worlds, and we finally got him to speak at the gathering. Um, he is uh, one of our respected elders in the community. Um, he is, of course, uh, the one of the former archdruids of the. Uh, uh, of the ADF and 
Kirk, being at BTW, you get a side of seeing Kirk Thomas that you don't see anywhere else. He is a wonderful man. Um, he has a wonderful sense of humor. And it, it's him being there, honestly, um, and being a member of Between the Worlds, it's a different experience from somebody who we get that comes from outside the gathering. Um because he has that relatability to everybody. He he can speak to everybody's heart because he's he's been a part of everybody's heart for so long. And we're looking forward to seeing uh, him. We, there is actual, uh, actually a stage on Wisteria, um, and I'm not sure if we're going to use that one or the Caffeina stage for a more intimate gathering, but we're looking forward to seeing him interact on a level and and to see what he has to talk about because we like them to – uh, to, to have something that's that's relatable to the entire gathering as a whole. Nice. Can you? And this is for you know people who maybe have never heard of Between the Worlds before, or have never attended, and, and are thinking about it. Can you tell us a little bit about keynote speakers you've had in the past? Well, um, one of the keynote speakers we had was uh, the Temple of Witchcraft witchcraft author Christopher Benzik. Um he spoke on uh on of course you know witchcraft in in our community and our our past keynote speakers on a lot of them have become between the world's attendees uh so they become part of the family um we have had musical guests as well um last year we had the dragon ritual drummers um whom if you have not heard any of their music, I do recommend it. They are a wonderful drumming group from Canada and beautiful people to boot. Um, but those groups have come in and they actually say how how easy it is to talk to, the, talk to the different types of people here, that we're all so friendly and caring and that we have a different type of community there. But our, our past speakers... Um, one uh, there's been another one that we have had, uh, Rich Wandell, who has been uh, a member of the uh, gay rights movement for many years. Uh, he was he talked to us about um, Stonewall, the Stonewall riots, and that was a wonderful piece of history, and it was moving and inspiring, and it was a. I, I feel that. At that very moment, it kind of awakened that part of me that, you know, everybody has that moment where it stops just being, you know, your, but I'm a gay man and I, you know, I just am, everybody can, can get used to it, to realizing that our, our ancestors, those who've come before us have to have had to fight to get us where we are and moving forward you know we're going to have to continue that fight and hopefully we can do so in in a, a loving and, and peaceful manner but it's not always been the case so our past keynote speakers our past musical guests have worked with the energy of the gathering and the energy of the people there and motivated a lot of us myself including into being better people or looking at things differently and it, it really does change you uh, the event as a whole changes you, but the keynote speakers do help with that a lot. Wonderful. Awesome. 
Uh, We're going to take a little musical. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) No, no, it's fine, Matthew. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing you were. But yeah, we're going we're going to go ahead and take a little musical break. Uh, and when you said Dragon Retro Drummers, I was like, oh, do we have any of their songs? And <laughs> had to look real quick, and I think I found some Dragon Retro Drummers. You know, oh, all cool. I see are the initials of DRD. So I'm like, oh, hopefully that's them. So, oh, this. Let's see this one. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to sound. I believe it's Dragon Retro Drummers. Uh, Bombay Bollywood Bop. This is gonna that would be, be them.
awesome. That was Dragon Ritual Drummers, uh, Bombay Bollywood Bop. That was really good. I don't think I've ever really heard Dragon Ritual Drummers before. Yeah, that was nice. You should hear them live, honestly. Um, they do <laughs> – They just imagine the entire crowd of men – on one of the coldest nights of the year, <laughs> like you can see steam rising off the group. The energy is so thick. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how, how do folks register for between the worlds? Well, we have a website. Um, it's www.betweentheworlds.org or .com. Um, so, we do everything through the website. Our registration is all online. Uh, through the website, you can register for um, for just the event, um, however many people are coming to the event, and you can um, even sign up for uh, things, extra items like our. We have a T-shirt every year that has the deity for that year on it. Um, those those along with the prices are all on the website. Uh, you can also sign up for our meal plan option that we have on site. Um, we do have two options available. We have uh, the dinner only, um, which is $105 per person, and the lunch and dinner, which is $195 per person, and comes with more than enough food to fill you up for the day. <laughs> um, and that's all prepared on site by our wonderful team of cooks. Um, and uh, there's also, um, since we're mentioning registration, I do also want to put it out there that um, for people who do have uh, a finance issue and do need a little assistance, we have the Ganesha Scholarship. Uh, with the Ganesha Scholarship, it's also part of our um, our registration file. Uh, so when you go through the website, it's it's not something else that you have to go do. It's an option right there. Everything is easy to do, and it'll help you uh, pay for part of your event registration, which the total amount is $175 per person this year. Um, so if people do need help with that, they can go through the Ganesha Scholarship. There are additional uh, details also on the website about the scholarship that um, we do ask people make sure of uh, when signing up for it. Um, but... Everybody has until August the 13th to sign up online, or if you're using uh, snail mail, do make sure everything's postdated by August 6th, but registration's still open and can be done online. So um, all the information and addi additional information is actually on the website for everybody to take a look at. And what, what kind awesome. of accommodations are there? Is it, is it all campsites, or what, what, um, what are people's options? So there, the majority of the, of the lodging is uh, tent camping. Um, we do have the option if you register early, uh, and it is a necessity that you can bring in like a pop-up camper. Uh, we do have a few of those on site. Um, and then if you work it out with Wisteria themselves, there are trailers available that you can rent um, if the necessity arises that you need a, a camp trailer. Um, instead of, of tent camping. Okay. And, and then what well what what are some uh what should attendees plan to bring um 
you know, other than you know, a tent if they're you know, camping? Well, you will, of course, want to bring plenty of water, um, Gatorade. Uh, we do have a list of, uh, of items that are frequently missed, if not brought, to the campsite. But any snacks, um, you know, of course, uh, are the obvious things like sundries, clothing. Um, you'll want to make sure, of course, that like since there is a shower house on site, that you'll want to make sure you bring biodegradable soaps and shampoos as the um, as everything that's done there is is done in a green manner and they have an open air cistern uh, that basically it just kind of recycles the water so they don't want those chemicals getting into the to the marsh that they've created um, mm -hmm. but the like I said there is a list of, uh, of frequently missed items and there's also we're not too far from Athens Ohio so if the need comes up that there is something that was was necessary and that was forgotten, you can make a trip into town to pick that up. But uh, on my list, honestly, um, I always, uh, and aside from a tent, I have an air mattress because, like I mentioned before, it's a reclaimed strip mine. And while Wisteria is a wonderful, wonderful place and she is very kind to us, she is not forgiving when we sleep on the cold, cold ground. So I have an air mattress, an extra <laughs> air pump, and batteries to make sure that I have that air mattress for the whole week. Awesome. Now, do do you? So I've never been to Wisteria. Uh, do they allow uh, in the evenings at people's camps? Are there are they allowed to have uh, campfires? Oh, of course. Um, they have. You can buy firewood on the on on the site, um, and they supply uh, fire. You know, fire rings for each campsite. You just have to mm -hmm. retrieve one and take it to your campsite. Um, the uh, it, as a matter of fact, it's a beautiful site when you're walking through at night, and of course we have lighting on the roadways to kind of guide you uh, down the main path. But you can see the different campsites based off their fire and you'll you'll hear the laughter and the you'll hear the community just getting to know each other and it's a very welcome and opening thing you just can go from camp to camp warming yourself on a cold night and having and making small talk with people who eventually we hope will be brothers mm -hmm. awesome and speaking of people who attend, we actually had someone call in uh, who would like to give his uh, experience at Between the Worlds. Um, see, we had Michael um, Cal. I'm going to mispronounce his name, and he just told me Michael Callahan. I think that's how it said. Is he called? He's called in. He would like to talk a little bit about his experience at Between the Worlds. So let's bring Michael on. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hello, Shane. Hello, Michael. Hello, Matthew. Hello there. Where did everyone go? <laughs> so, Michael, tell, tell us a little bit about your experience at Between the Worlds. <clears throat> Um, so I started attending, um, between the worlds in, what is this? 2017. So this will be my third year. Um, and this year I'll actually be joining the security staff. Um, 
I, um, I've been presenting um, at Between the Worlds. I did a couple of workshops last year. Um, and going to other pagan events and being a presenter and attending workshops and all of that, the difference between the, the culture at Between the Worlds and other pagan events is uh, with this being a an event for men who love men it's not a matter of feeling like you're being permitted to be who you are this is an event that celebrates who we are you know you don't have to be afraid to be a gay man and attend this event and be yourself um, it's a very community positive event. Um, the family, um, the feeling of family from everybody was instantaneous. I remember having a lot of anxiety the first year that I was going to be attending because I didn't know what to expect. Um, and almost immediately, everybody was so welcoming. Um, and the camaraderie was just overwhelming. Now, how, how many years have you been going? This will be my third year. Okay, nice. Now, I, I imagine you, you must have made some friends. There's got to be some folks who you pretty much only see at Between the Worlds. Yes, Um and up until recently, Shane was one of those. Um, <laughs> um, I actually moved um, here to Ohio um, to be closer to this community of family that I've built for myself. Um, and um, yeah, there, there are, um, we have groups of people who tend to camp together, um, but you know, while they're while they tend to camp together, we're also very welcoming of other people who are attending, and people just kind of drift back and forth between each other's campsites, and you know, drifting between conversations and activities at the fire, um, and you really get a sense when you come out of it that this really is uh, this really is a family. They really are brothers. Um, so I did have, you know, you're always going to have people that you connect with, you know, on a different level than others. But it was definitely a sense of family from the end of the first time. Yeah, that's really great. Now, what was one of your favorite activities from last time? Um, well, Shane, I'm going to talk a little bit about the players, I think. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> so we, every year we have a theatrical production that we put on um, by a group um, of the brothers known as the BTW Players. Um, and it's always extremely campy and ribald and just utterly ridiculous. Um, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> yes. 
you 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 can't unsee a player's production. Um, so last last year's production um, centered around kind of a mashup of the Golden Girls, Scooby Doo, and Dracula. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! I would love to see yes. that. Um, my my character was actually um, a caricature of Kim Davis. Um, and I wound up, I think, doing the last third of the play with my face dripping um, uh, a shaving cream pie. Oh, oh my. Yes, the, the, players, the players' production is extremely entertaining. Um, and actually, Carvin, who Shane mentioned earlier, um, Carvin is kind of the coordinator of this um, ridiculousness, along with um, one of the other brothers who does costuming. Um, and there's always a little bit of um, musical performance thrown in. Um, the, the name of the play this year is The Butt Pirates of Zika Island. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, and I won't give a, I won't give away. Um, uh, more or less. Um, I won't give away any of the details of the plot, but I am in I am in the production again this year, and I it's going to be epic, absolutely epic. Oh, oh! I hope I get to see it. <laughs> yeah, you you should not miss the players' production. No. It, we make sure to put them on first so that that can resonate with you through the rest of the gathering. That's right. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the other um, features that um, really just became a thing last year that people shouldn't miss um, is we built a labyrinth on site at Wisteria. Um, Shane was involved in the building of the labyrinth um, and so was I, and probably about, what do you think, Shane, like 10 other people? Give or take, yes. Um, yeah. I'd say more like 12 total. Yeah. There were a fair number of us. Um, and our our brother, Zach, um, was kind of the, the lead for this project, um, having been inspired from a similar project that he participated in in New York. <clears throat> and over the course of last summer from about April right up until um, BTW began in September, we were building this project or this uh, labyrinth. Um, and we were rototilling the ground, laying weed paper, laying sand and gravel and big stinking rocks. Um, and it is now a beautiful structure um, that's intended to be walked by whoever wants to trek out to the labyrinth and experience that. And this summer, we installed um, what we call the Queer Spirit Mound, um, which is a shrine um, to Queer Spirit for us to venerate our queer ancestors um, of blood, of you know, tradition, etc. And we, um, that's the word I'm looking for. We consecrated uh, the labyrinth at Between the Worlds 
last September. So this will be the first event where it wasn't being worked on. It is completely finished and ready for attendees to come in and walk the labyrinth and experience that energy. Wow. Awesome. Now, the the labyrinth and the mount, these are permanent structures on the Wisteria site? Yes. Yes, this was a project um, funded by GFG, uh, Green Ferry Grove, um, and it, it's going to require upkeep, naturally. Um, from what I understand, it is the largest living labyrinth in the country. And when I say living labyrinth, that's because there are plants and things that are growing alongside the stones that we laid as the divisions between the paths. They're very deliberate, um, and they're, they're actually part of the divisions um, moving through the labyrinth. So it's a permanent structure. It will be there long after the rest of us are dirt. Um, and it's positively gorgeous to behold. Awesome. That's very cool. I did not realize you uh, had, were able to do permanent structures on the Wisteria land. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, that was, there was a lot of coordination back and forth between um, Green Fairy Grove and Wisteria as Shane is intimately familiar with. Um, <laughs> so it, it took a while to get that off the ground, but that was a way for Green Fairy Grove and Between the Worlds to give back to this land that has been so formative and nurturing for so many of us. Awesome. And, you know, speaking of Green Fairy Grove, uh, Shane, you know, we know that Green Fairy Grove hosts Between the Worlds. Can you tell us a little bit more about the group? Oh, of course. Uh, so Green Fairy Grove, of course, is a group of queer men. Um, we were founded in 1998 uh, around Yule. Um, we, there's, not, there's not two people in the group who practice the same way. So we are an eclectic group, um, and it comes out mm-hmm. very, very strong. Um, but um, honestly, uh, if people are curious about GFG, like we do have a website, uh, greenfairygrove.org. Um, we can, like, of course, there's ways to contact us through that. Also, at Between the Worlds, we host the Mabon ritual since it falls close to, to that specific holiday. Um, you'll kind of see that uh, inner working come out um, at our Mabon ritual. Like, every every single one you go to is not going to be the same. There, like... Um, we are uh, <laughs> we're so diverse um, with spirituality, personality. Um, the are it's it's very healthy uh, in in certain aspects. Like it is one of those groups where you you relax completely in that group, and you are free to be who you are regardless like there is a support structure um, while there might be times where the brothers don't talk at the same time it's such a close group that it's almost like you pick up the phone you call that person and it's like no time has passed at all and it's it was of course started for the sole purpose of of creating a safe place uh, for gay bisexual and transgender i'm sorry transgendered men 
who uh, worship um, in, a, in a pagan way or even um, in a Christian mysticism, uh, Jewish mysticism, any of that. Like we are a very open group um, for men who love men. And it's it's another it's a smaller version of the community that's at be, between the worlds, and it's nestled right in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. So, um, if we have any brothers from Columbus, other than Michael, of course, who is listening, um, do look us up. Uh, we will be more than happy to speak with you and and uh, develop a dialogue. It'd be wonderful to hear from more people in the area. Awesome, and. I know when I first started talking with you, Shane, about you know coming on the show, I mentioned uh, our the founder of the unnamed path, Hyperion. You did you get a chance to meet Hyperion at Between the Worlds? I did. Um, it, sadly, it was it was a a situation where I got to meet him, um, but it was in a larger group, um, so I'm not that intimate with him. But uh, I do know mm-hmm. that he touched a lot of people's lives at the gathering, and he is honored on our ancestor altar every year. Um, there is a group of men who have sadly um, left this this world, and they are honored every year um, at Between the Worlds on the ancestor altar as a place of honor because of what they have done and how they've touched our community. And I'm happy to say he's a part of it. Awesome. Yep. If I get the chance to go, I have got to see that. You know, I'll, I'll even bring a little thing t- for his for the altar. But, uh, awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, now, I guess this question could be for both of y'all. You know, because we are getting close to you know the hour mark. Uh, how has your queer experience colored your spiritual spiritual journey? Oh well, <laughs> so um, I I personally am a follower of Coyote, so uh, the like I have learned through um, events like Between the Worlds, through Green Fairy Grove, through my friends and and loved ones uh, and the divine, basically how to just exist. Um, like there are times when I let loose and I'm free and happy and, and as, <laughs> as Michael can attest to, strange, um, but... <laughs> It's no, never. <laughs> you leave me alone. Um, so, um, but like it's like queer spirit for me. Um, honestly, wasn't part of my practice until Between the Worlds when I realized, you know, they might call us a minority, but there are so many of us, and we are strong in this world, and through that strength, if if we can all connect on the same level. Um, as the GLBT group as a whole, allies and everything, we are not a minority. We're not alone. We are strong and we can, I mean, we can be recognized as people. And that's the important thing is just the equality that comes with just being looked at as a human being and not just a label. 
I very very much agree. Um, And and queer spirit had never really been part of my practice either um, until I attended Between the Worlds. Um, And I really feel like Between the Worlds was where I learned to really be comfortable in my own skin for the first time. Um, That was really a huge awakening for me. One of the things that we tell people is that, you know, Wisteria is a healing land, um, you know, as it recuperates from being a strip mine. And that healing energy, that transforms everybody who comes to the event. Um, If there are things in your life that need worked out, Wisteria will start helping you work those things out in small ways, whether you realize it or not. And I really feel like my first journey to Between the Worlds was an awakening of all kinds of different things. And the biggest part of that was the awakening of queer spirit within me and realizing how connected we all really are and how powerful we are when we come together as a community. Yeah. Gosh, the both amazing answers. <laughs> yeah. Now, Shane, before we start wrapping up, um, do you have anything else you'd like to announce or anything in particular you would like to share with our listeners? Um, something that we have done for the last few years uh, to help those who do want to come to the event but are, are kind of more worried about um, – being new and and everyone knows in a tight-knit community when someone new shows up there's so many questions and you get bombarded by that we have um an event that's being put on by by my fellow co-facilitator and one a member of green fairy grove uh, they are putting on the uh, new person's meet and greet uh, it is some uh, something that you can go to the first day be shown around the camp the different sites the different things uh, and the different campsites, the individual groups, and kind of be introduced to the world, like to between the worlds as a whole, and then kind of instead of just being let loose into the wolf pack, you're you're introduced slowly, and you get to know the different people there. So I encourage people if you are curious, uh, do go to the website uh, betweentheworlds.org, and do please um, uh, do feel uh, feel free. To use the connect us or contact us button that we have, ask Green Fairy Grove anything. We'll be happy to communicate with you and make sure it's a wonderful experience. Awesome, great. Well, it has been a joy to have you, Shane, and you, Michael, on the show with Matthew and I today. You know, I'm hoping to see y'all at Between the Worlds. Fingers crossed that I make it. <laughs> but, uh, yes. You will. And thank I, you, Matthew, I've got this for feeling. being a fabulous co-host. I'm going to play us out with some more Dragon Ritual Drummers, because uh, that was a great song earlier. And this one will Yay! give us you know, a nice long outro. Uh, this is uh, Shango by the Dragon Ritual Drummers.
That was Dragon Ritual Drummers, Shango. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening to today's show. I am Michael Greywolf, and you have been listening to Walking the Unnamed Path. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, please email us at walkingthenamepath at gmail.com. You can tweet us at walking underscore the UP, or you can definitely get a hold of us via Facebook at facebook.com slash walking the unnamed path. If you have if you are interested in attending Between the Worlds, or if you have any questions for uh, Green Fairy Grove, you can get a hold of them at betweentheworlds.org. Again, hope you've had a wonderful day and enjoyed the fabulous conversations we had on the show. And we will see everyone in about two weeks or so. So have a blessed day. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from witchschool.com. Are you looking for the best in pagan and magical education? With more than 12,000 pages, witchschool.com is like having your own personal library with individual learning assistance to help you study. And Witchschool's Anyone, Anytime, Anywhere education system is available any place on Earth, anywhere you are and anytime you want it, as long as you have an internet connection. Witchschool's lifetime memberships are a great value. They really do last a lifetime. They've been there for years, and they'll be there for years to come. So get your membership today at witchschool.com. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 